Good morning. The last time <clears throat> I was here with you, I uh, spoke to you some lessons from the life of David, and I thought that I will just carry on uh, from where I left off. And so we looked last time at 1 Chronicles chapter 28, and uh, I spoke to you from the first eight verses of 1 Chronicles 28, and today I just thought we'll carry on uh, picking out some lessons from David's life from the same chapter, from the rest of the chapter. So perhaps uh, I will ask our brother Dean if he would read to us 1 Chronicles chapter 28 and verses 8 to 21. If you don't mind, please, Dean, read those 13 verses for us. 1 Chronicles chapter 28, beginning at verse 8. Now therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the congregation of the Lord, and in the audience of our God, keep and seek for all the commandments of the Lord your God, that ye may possess in this good land, and leave it for an inheritance for your children after you forever. And thou, Solomon my son, know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth all hearts, and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Take heed now, for the Lord has chosen thee to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Then David gave to Solomon his son the pattern of the porch and of the houses thereof and of the treasuries thereof and of the upper chambers thereof and of the inner parlors thereof and of the place of the mercy seat and the pattern of all that he had by the spirit of the courts of the house of the Lord and of all the chambers round about of the treasuries of the house of God and of the treasuries of the dedicated things. Also for the courses of the priests and the Levites and for all the work of the service of the house of the Lord and for all the vessels of service in the house of the Lord. He gave of gold by weight for things of gold, for all the instruments of all manner of service, silver also for all instruments of silver by weight for all the instruments of every kind of service. Even the weight for, of the can, for the candlesticks of gold and for their lamps of gold by weight for every candlestick and for the lamps thereof and for all the candlesticks of silver by weight, both for the candlestick and also for the lamps thereof, according to the use of every candlestick. And by weight he gave gold for the tables of showbread, for every table, and likewise silver for the tables of silver. Also pure gold for the flesh hooks, and the bowls, and the cups, for the golden basins he gave gold by weight for every basin, and likewise silver by weight for every basin of silver. And for the altar of incense, refine gold by weight and gold for the pattern of the chariot of the cherubims that spread out their wings and covered the ark of the covenant of the Lord. <clears throat> so 
So uh, we'll pick it up in verse 8, where I left off the last time. <clears throat> and uh, firstly, I would like you to notice that David here is speaking to Solomon right at the end of his reign, and he's giving him instructions of how the temple should be built. And David was speaking in front of the entire congregation of Israel. And here in verse 8, he's giving some advice to his son Solomon, and uh, he says that he has to keep God's commandments. Keep and seek the commandments of the Lord your God. You see, when he said the word keep, it is an appeal for obedience. He wanted his son to obey God's command. And then when he used the word seek, he was saying, in other words, that ignorance was not an excuse. Solomon had to seek out what it was God's commandments and obey it in his life. The same thing that we also have to do. We have to search the scripture and find out God's will, God's plan, God's purpose for our life, what he wants us to do. We have to keep and seek the commandments of God. And then I want you to also notice in verse 8, it says, all the commandments, all. You see, there is no latitude in choosing what commandments you can obey and not follow from Scripture. All the commandments that are given by God, He wants us to obey. And then uh, also, I want you to notice in verse 8 that it says that uh, if you follow the commandments of God, that you will possess this good land. This good land. You see, there is great reward if you are willing to obediently follow the Bible and God's command. God will bless you by bringing you to a good place, a good land in your life. You see, uh, not only will he bring you to a good place, but to your succeeding generations also, they will also benefit. In other words, what it means is that if you disobey, you will be removed from the good land. That's what it means. And so let this be an encouragement to us that we should be those, just like David gave instructions to Solomon, we also should keep God's commandments. We should seek it out, find out for ourselves. We should follow all the commandments, not just pick and choose what suits us. And then God will bring us to a good place. So that is what, where we closed off from the last time in verse 8. And now uh, we will look at verse 9. <clears throat> David begins this verse by saying, And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father. You see, David had lived his life in obedience and knowledge of God. And it was his great desire that Solomon would also have an intimate relationship with God. That's why he's saying, see the word there, know. Know him. He wants 
Solomon to know the same God that he has. You see, the point I want to bring to you here is that everyone must have his own experience of God. Christianity does not run in the blood. Just because your grandfather or your father was a man of God automatically does not make you a Christian. You have to find God for yourself. David wanted his Solomon, son Solomon to find his God for himself. Know your God. You cannot claim onto your heritage or the past in your family. You have to find him and seek him out for yourself. And so David made this appeal to his son to get to know God. Now, I would like us to uh, uh, look at Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32. Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32. It tells us what would happen to those who get to know their God. The people that do know their God will be strong and do exploits. You see, if you were to discover God for yourself, you will become mighty and you will be able to do exploits for God. So let us also follow the example that David gave his son and let us get to know God for ourselves. Then I also want you to know, uh, see in verse 9, there is the word serve, serve him. Not only know thou the God of thy father, but serve him. You see, we have to serve God with a perfect heart and with a willing mind, the verse says. In other words, service that is mechanical or routine is of little value. You just come to church, you do what you are meant to do and you go away. It means little. You have to serve him with a perfect heart and a willing mind. Then only your service is acceptable to God. You see, when God assesses you, he takes into account not only what is done, but also your motive and your attitude. Lord searches all our hearts, you see, and he understands all the imaginations of our thoughts. And so when we serve God, let us make sure that we serve him with perfect hearts. You see, <clears throat> in Jeremiah 17, verse 9, it says that the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? And sometimes, you know, we serve for the wrong reasons. Let us make sure that we serve for the right reasons. And then I also want you to notice in verse 9, first I showed you know God. It said the word know. Then you saw the word serve there, serve God. And also look in verse 9, you see the word seek. Seek God. Know God, serve God, seek God. King Asa, uh, when he encountered uh, Azariah, the son of Oded, uh, and his victorious army, this is what he said in 2 Chronicles 15 and verse 2. 2 Chronicles 15 and verse 2. We are looking at seek here, seek God. If he seek him, he will be found of you, but if he forsake him, 
he will forsake you. Let this be an encouragement for us to seek God. If you seek him, he will be found of you and he will be with you throughout your life. It's a wonderful thing to seek God and for him to be there with you. So may this example that David gave Solomon also apply to us. Let us also know God. Let us also serve God. Let us also seek God. You see, uh, these, um, uh, Azariah, when he encountered King Asa, this is what he was told. And do you know that this is what they did? Because if you go down in the same chapter, 2 Chronicles 15 and verse 12, you will see that they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul. And then if you go on to verse 15 in the same chapter, 2 Chronicles 15 and verse 15, you see that they sought him with their whole desire and he was found of them. So these people, they followed and they completed. Such consecration is rare, but it's not unique. You can do it. You can seek God and he will be found of you. You know that there's a, a verse or two in Psalm 42 and verses 1 and 2 where the psalmist says this, As my heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Let us also pant after God. Let us also seek him from our entire heart. And then uh, we will be greatly blessed by God. May we also have these healthy spiritual desires. There is a rich reward for those who diligently seek God. Then I also want you to notice that in verse uh, 1 Chronicles 28 and back to verse 9, it says there at the end of the verse, David tells Solomon, if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Now, I don't know whether David had some premonition of what was going to happen to Solomon or not, but uh, you all all know the story of Solomon and what happened to him. Uh, there is a record in 1 Kings 11 of his latter days, how he got involved with foreign women. Uh, he became devoted to their idols, and basically that was tantamount to forsaking God. Solomon didn't follow the words of his father. And what happened to him? Well, the punishment, the kingdom was divided. The kingdom was divided. Because thou hast forsaken me and worshipped Ashtoreth, God told Solomon. You see, his divided devotion led to a divided kingdom. That's what happened to Solomon. But you know that David gave this advice to Solomon. Solomon also similarly gave advice to his son. In Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 1, Solomon said to his own son, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. He is giving advice to his own son to follow the commandments, but he didn't follow the advice that his own father gave him. 
and then there was great repercussions. The kingdom was divided. Sadly, he forgot his father's law and he did not keep his father's advice. You know, let us also be those right down to the last days of our life that if we get good advice, let us keep it. Let us follow good advice all our life right to the end. Solomon did it for a while and then he went off track. If you are given good advice, uh, a sound advice by counsel, by your elders or Bible teachers, and it has been good spiritual advice, make sure that you hold on to it until the last days of your life. Don't just follow it for a little while and then let it go like what happened to Solomon. <clears throat> then I want you to look next at verse 10, where uh, 1 Chronicles 28, verse 10, where David is telling Solomon, Take heed now, for the Lord has chosen thee. Solomon was chosen. Now, uh, if you have your Bible, you can look at verse 5 of the chain, same chapter. You will see the word chosen there where Solomon was chosen as a sovereign or as a king. And then if you have your Bible, see verse 6. Again, you will see the word chosen there, where he was chosen by God to be his son. And then here in verse 10, he was chosen to build a house for God. Chosen to be a king, chosen to be a son, and chosen to build a house for God. David... Now he was talking about God's sovereignty in this matter. You see, the, it was the Lord that chose Solomon to build this sanctuary. Did Solomon decide to build a sanctuary? No. Did David decide that his son should build a house for God? No. It was God who selected him to do it. But also we notice in verse 10 that one part of it is God selecting you to do the work, but the other is our own human responsibility. You see, there is divine sovereignty and then there is our human responsibility. That is why he says in verse 10, be strong and do it. God can give us something to do, but we have to do it. He will not do it for us. If you are called to take on a ministry and to do something for God, you have to do it. Amen. You can't expect God to hold your hand and for him to do the work or for others to help you. You have to do it. You have to, in your heart, determine that you want to serve God and you want to do it. And so David says in verse 10, you have been chosen. And then he says at the end, be strong and do it. God had chosen Solomon, but Solomon must now act. You see, in any activity for God, strength and resolve and spiritual might are so necessary if God has laid something on your heart. And then with the uh, blessings of your elders, you can go ahead and do it. When the Lord Jesus was here on earth, 
in uh, John chapter 2 and verse 5, when he was at the wedding of Cana, this is what his mother said to one of those who was uh, working there. Whatsoever he saith unto thee, do it. Do it. Just like here, David is telling Solomon, do it. Whatever task that you have been given, do it for God. Then I would like to move on to verse 11. Now there is a verse, a word here in verse 11 that I would like to focus on. And it is the word pattern. Pattern. Solomon had been commissioned and encouraged to build this house for God. But how should he proceed? Where will the materials come from? These are questions that are all answered in the following verses. A pattern for the temple is given as to its buildings in verses 11 and 12. Then a pattern as to its personnel is given in verse 13. And then its contents from verses 14 to 18. Now, the mention of the word pattern is reminiscent of the same word was used uh, about the tabernacle in Exodus 25 and verse 40. There, Moses was told this, And look that thou make them after their pattern, which was showed thee in the mount. God gave Moses a pattern to follow when the tabernacle was being built. Now, here it was the temple that was built. The tabernacle was built earlier. Now, the temple, the house of God was being built. And it says here in verse 11, that David gave to Solomon, his son, the pattern. It had been given directly uh, by David to Solomon. Now, uh, God has a pattern that he wants us to follow. You see, uh, there is a, a New Testament writer who appreciated the importance of what was said here. And in Acts chapter 7 and verse 44, this is what it says. Our fathers had the tabernacle of the witness in the wilderness, as he had appointed, speaking unto Moses, that he should make it according to the fashion that he had seen. Moses had to do it exactly the way he was told to do. And God, similarly, just like he had an inflexible pattern for the tabernacle, now we are learning that he had a pattern for the temple. Both of these, of course, refer to the house of God. Now here is the point that I want to make. Human design or architecture did not feature in either of these structures. There was no human design or involved in how they should be created. And the same thing is here currently in the local church. We are not allowed to put our thoughts of how the church should run or our thoughts of what the pattern should be. If God had an inflexible pattern for the tabernacle, if he had an inflexible pattern for the temple, would he allow us to, in the church as it is now, would he allow us to have our own ways about how things should be done? No. He wants us to follow 
what's in the word of God. You see, the, your leaders will talk to you, perhaps on subjects about dating or drinking or whatever. It's all from the Bible. And this is what God wants us to do. Can we change it? The rules that God has given in the Bible to fit what we want? No. Because you can see he was inflexible in the pattern in the tabernacle, in the temple. He gave the pattern. And in the New Testament as well, he has given the pattern of how the church should function. Amen. And we simply have to follow that pattern. You see, today, the churches that you see all around, there is very res little resemblance to what is written in the Word of God. The denominational churches, for example, their traditions and garments and all these things bear very little resemblance to what is written in the Word of God. Perhaps we can go down San Ramon Valley Boulevard. I know there are lots of churches and you can see many of them are not following exactly as it is written of how the early church should function. But uh, I'm not going to go down that road of uh, uh, explaining about the deviation from the New Testament blueprint, but what we will encourage you is a plea to faithfulness to the Word of God, an appeal to reject all the good ideas of men and stick to the divine pattern that God has given in the Bible. The simple pattern, let us follow it. And then I want you to notice also in verse 11 that this pattern has been given to David because it says here, David gave to Solomon his son the pattern. God had given this pattern to David and now David was passing this pattern down to the next generation. God has always encouraged the transmission of truth from generation to generation. He wants it passed down. He wants you to teach it to your children so that they can also follow the pattern that's given in the scriptures. Do you know, as early back as Deuteronomy, you can see in, uh, let's have a quick look at it, Deuteronomy 31, verses 10 to 13. Dean, do you mind reading this, please? Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 10 to 13. And Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, in the solemnity of the year of release, in the Feast of the Tabernacles, when all Israel is come to appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose, thou shalt read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Gather the people together, men and women and children, and thy stranger that is within thy gates, that they may hear, and that they may learn and fear the Lord your God, and observe to do all the words of this law, and that their children, which have not known anything, may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God, as long as ye live in the land, whither ye go over Jordan to possess it. Thank you. Now here in these verses, we see the, that every seven years, the law had to be read publicly. And then uh, it said there that their children, which have not heard anything, 
that they may hear and learn to fear the Lord, their God. You see, every seven years the law was read so that people don't forget, so that they can also follow the pattern, so that their children who had not heard anything, they may also hear. So it's very good when we also teach the word of God, when we also relay the truth on a regular basis, because sometimes it's a refresher course for some. They've heard it before. But then it's also an initiation course for others who haven't heard it before. So David had been given the pattern and he passed it down to his son Solomon. Then I also want you to notice next in verse 12 uh, or in verse 11 and 12 that the precision of the pattern that he has been given. I would like you to note that. It says here that it described the place of the mercy seat, the upper chambers, the inner parlors, the courts. And then it gave, uh, we saw all that detail that Dean read to us about the gold, the weight of things in gold, the silver, how much the weight should be. Here's the point. The most expert quantity surveyor or the most sophisticated computer predictions could never have arrived at such accurate figures. But God gave greatly sophisticated, accurate figures of how much of this, how much of that, where it should be placed. You see, God is always precise in his things. He is a person with great Attention to detail. Attention to detail is very important with God. In Matthew 5 and verse 19, he warns against breaking even one of these least commandments when the Lord Jesus was talking. You see, God wants us to follow everything, all the commandments, all the little details that he has laid out. That is why we must also follow the word of God and follow the details that are in the word of God. So there's the lesson for us there. Let us give attention to detail wherever it matters relating to our personal life, relating to our church life, as related here in the pattern of the house of God. Then I want you to notice next, and this is found in verse 12, that the pattern of all that he had by the Spirit. Notice the words, by the Spirit. The pattern was given to David by the Spirit. You see, holy men uh, were moved by God and spoken to by the Holy Spirit himself. Now, in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 21, you will see that it says uh, that holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And David here was spoken to by the Spirit. And then again you can see in uh, Acts chapter 1 and verse 16, Peter also confirmed his claim that the Holy Ghost spoke by the mouth of David. Okay? So, uh, David 
was a channel of divine communication and he was spoken to by the Spirit of God. Today, the Holy Spirit still speaks through holy men. For example, like your elders, like Brother Edel and so on, they will come and tell you. God still speaks through holy men to convey what he wants for you to do in your life. David was spoken through the Spirit, spoke through him. And that is how this pattern was communicated. The Spirit of God revealed the pattern to David. And then I want you to, uh, we'll move along because I see I've only got five minutes left and there's a lot of verses. So I'll skip through the middle section right up to verse 19. Right on to verse 19 and there I would like you to notice that the Lord had made this revelation in writing. It says there, David said, the Lord made me understand in writing. The pattern was not just a series of instructions that David retained in his mind, but the Spirit had committed it to paper. You see, this was to be the pattern for the present day house of God as well. Today, we have the Bible. What God wanted us to do and how he wants us to worship him and how he wants us to practice in our life has been given to us in the word of God. It's not something that just is passed down and it's not written down. Holy men of God, inspired by God, have put it down in writing. So you don't have to, you know, have doubts in your mind, should I believe it or not? No. It's all there in writing and you simply just have to follow and do it in your life. We are not dependent on oral tradition for guidance, but the Spirit of God inspired these men of God to put it down in writing. It's all available to us and we have access to the mind of God. You don't have to wonder, how do I find out what is the mind of God or the will of God? It's all in here in the Bible. It's all there. All we have to do is simply read and follow. If you read, if you seek God, He will reveal to you what His will for you, what His plan for you is. Know God, serve God, seek God. The other day on Friday I was speaking to Sylvia and she was telling me how as a young lady uh, that she used to spend all her time reading the Bible whenever she had a free moment. That is how you know the will of God and you, you seek God. You read the word of God and he will reveal himself to you. We don't have to depend on what people are telling us. We can read the Bible and it's all there for us to follow. <clears throat> then I want you to also notice that <clears throat> I'm just going to uh, move on a little bit faster. Uh, verse 19, it says here that all the works of this pattern, all the works of the pattern, notice the word all. You see, every word had been committed to writing. There was nothing left out. All. Everything. It encompassed everything. You see, in uh, Deuteronomy 
chapter 4 and verse 2, you can see that it says, Deuteronomy chapter 4 and uh, verse 2, Ye shall not add unto the word which I have commanded you, neither shall ye diminish it, uh, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord which I have commanded you. You see, all the words have been included. Nothing has been left out. So there is no need for us to, for man to add or to subtract anything at all. In other words, we are not at liberty to add or to take away from what has been revealed. Because everything, all, has all the works of this pattern. That's what the verse says. And then finally, uh, I would like to um, move along to verses 20 and 21 so that we can finish. I've just got two or three minutes. Uh, verse 20. David says to Solomon, his final words to him, Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. You see, obviously, the young man was apprehensive. So David had to say to him here, Fear not. And then, uh, the Lord thy, my God, even my God, will be with thee. David wanted to assure Solomon that it was his God. My God, he had a personal experience with God. David would assure his son that there will be constant care and interest from God. God would not fail him. You see, whatever um, activity or exploit that you want to do, God, uh, of how you want to serve God, whatever you want to do, God will be with you. David was assuring Solomon that with every twist and turn in the road, every unexpected crisis, that there would be plenty of grace and direction from above. My God, he will be with thee. And you see, God would not weary of supporting Solomon. He would help him to finish the task. Whatever task that you take on, if you want to serve God, he will be with you. He will guide you through the end. In fact, Solomon, we are told, finished the task uh, in 1 Kings chapter 6 and verse 14. Scripture records that Solomon built the house of God and finished it. Solomon saw the project through to its completion with divine assistance. We can hardly assume that all those years, it took seven years to build the temple, that there were no problems? No, there would have been problems. There would have been obstacles. There would have been those who were putting roadblocks. All that would have happened over this great project to build the house of God. But every time some obstacle came, some roadblock came, God would have been there for Solomon and helped him to overcome it. In Matthew 28 and verse 20, God has promised, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Whatever you choose to do for God, just be guaranteed that he will be there with you through the end. And then verse 21, we'll finish with this, the last verse of the chapter. 
uh, it says there that the priest and the Levites, they will be with thee. Uh, that tells us that the spiritual side of things took top place in David's thinking because they are mentioned first in this list. And then he says here that, uh, do you see the words there? Workmanship, everyone who was willing and skillful man. Willing and skillful. That means that you have to have will and skill. Skill and will. If you are a skillful person and you are blessed by God and you can do many things, that's wonderful. But you also have to have will. Skill alone is not enough. We have to have a will and want to be willing to serve God. And if you are willing to serve God, live for Him, great things can be done for God. And so with this, Solomon then went on to build the house of God. It was finished in seven years. And David, uh, all his planning, all that he had advice that he gave to his son, all came through. And so, just to recap uh, what we looked at today, remember that we have to keep the commandments of God. We have to not only keep it, but we have to seek it. And then we saw the all the commandments have to be kept. You can't just pick and choose uh, which ones. And if you keep all the commandments, if you seek them, God will bring you to a good land. You'll be blessed with a good land. And then we saw that David told Solomon, Know thou the God of thy father. You have to find God for yourself. You can't rely on your father or your mother uh, that they serve God. It doesn't go down the bloodline. And then we saw the lesson of uh, serve God, know God, seek God. And then we saw that we should have such spiritual desires. And uh, if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Let that be uh, in your thought today. And then remember that David wanted Solomon to follow his advice. And Solomon passed those same words of advice on to his son. If you are given advice, follow it through all the way to the end. Whatever counsel you are given, take it. Solomon did not go through to the end. And then we remember that David was given or spoken to by the Holy Spirit. Remember the lesson? The Holy Spirit speaks through holy men, Amen. even today. And remember that Solomon was selected, divine sovereignty, but also there is human responsibility. We have to do it. We can't just expect God to select us and then sit back. And then remember about the pattern. The pattern was there was no human design or architecture involved in the temple or the tabernacle of God. It was completely designed by God. And he does not expect us, even today, that pattern that he's given in the Bible is inflexible. Yeah. We have to simply follow the pattern that is given there's really sophisticated predictions or uh, instructions were given the exact weight of gold silver where things should be placed 
God wants the house of God to function the way he wants it to function. He doesn't want human thoughts in the house of God. And then we also saw that the pattern was relayed from generation to generation. Every seven years, the book of the law was read. And then uh, we saw that God is a God of attention to detail. Follow detail not only from the word of God in the church, but also in your personal life. It will be wonderful if you can follow God. And then remember that um, all the works of the pattern, everything, there was nothing left out. You cannot leave out anything or you cannot add to anything. And then uh, finally we saw about skill and will. You may have skill, but you also have to have the will to want to serve God. But if you serve God with great willingness in your heart, he can use you to do great exploits for him. I'll ask our brother Dean to close in prayer, please. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the lessons that our dear brother Rajiv shared with us today. We thank you for David and his godliness and for all the psalms that he wrote and how he was in constant communion with you. And when the time came, he commissioned his son through the Holy Spirit to build the temple, a great work. And he knew it was a great work and he finished it, Lord. And we pray that we would take heart to these lessons, that we will follow your patterns, your, your examples, Lord. That we will follow godly counsel. We will obey your word. We will serve you faithfully and we will do it according to the will of God. And so, Lord, we pray that you'll dismiss us with your blessing. Take us home safely. Give us a good week. Help us to rejoice in these thoughts and continue them in our hearts, meditating on the word of God day and night. And so we commit this time to you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.